Good morning. This morning we are going to talk about living our best life without burnout and the importance of keeping a healthy rhythm in our lives. When I was growing up, we had a family friend who in his mid-40s suddenly disappeared from church and hence from our lives. His wife and son still came along to church, but he seemed to vanish. And when I asked my mum about this, she said in a whispered tone that he was not coping with life and he was worn out and that he had had a breakdown and had gone to a special resting home to recuperate. I asked if we could go and visit him and if he was ever coming back. I did not know what all this meant, but when he did appear again, I felt everybody tiptoed around him and treated him like broken glass. Today, we would probably refer to this as burnout, and it can happen more often than we think, and to a variety of age groups, not just older people. We can all get caught up in the busyness of life and lose our sense of well-being, dancing to the world's tune rather than maintaining a sensible rhythm that will carry us for the long haul. One of my mum's favourite verses in the Bible is, be still and know that I am God. Kerry Newhoff, whose book we have referred to over the past weeks, experienced what he would describe as burnout firsthand. He is a former lawyer, a renowned Christian writer, founder of Connexus Church, and is passionate in helping others thrive in life and leadership. He led a very busy lifestyle. In his book, Didn't See It Coming, he spends a chapter on sharing the reality about a period in his life when as a pastor, he experienced burnout. He had what our family friend had when I was little, years ago, but was described then as a breakdown. We often think this only happens to driven people or greedy people whose work becomes their idol and they never rest. It only happens to older men in their midlife or as they get old. But the truth is, it can happen to us at any age, male or female. And if we don't take care of our souls and are not mindful of the traps of not caring for ourselves, we can become too focused upon work and achievement, the pressures of performing well and seeming to have life sorted. We listen to the external pressures and voices rather than our internal awareness and body when it's screaming how exhausted we are. We can even ignore the Holy Spirit's whisper when it suggests we slow down or take time out. I come back to my mum's verse. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. It's when we allow work or the juggle of life's events and pressures dictate our schedules rather than taking control and learning to take time off or time out, away from whatever is exhausting us, when we are not replenishing our souls. Carrie has said that overwork is the most rewarded addiction in our culture. People praise you for working hard and the praise feels great. Ouch, that's not a good thing to base our life upon. 
Don't get me wrong. I think working hard and having a healthy work ethic is so important, especially when we are in our zone of passion where God has placed us to be an influence to those around us. This can be in a school as a teacher or as a student, could be as a mechanic or a single mum navigating kids' schedules and personalities. Whatever our roles, it's operating to the best of our abilities as God has gifted us. Carey recognised that he lost sight of keeping his passion alive and was dancing to everyone else's tune and expectations, that he had taken on too much and had ignored the warning signs. What does burnout actually look like? Well, low-grade burnout symptoms can even strike people as normal, but if we pick up on the warning signs, we can avoid burnout happening to each of us. It looks like loss of passion. Everything we do becomes an effort or automatic without a sense of purpose. Our motivation fades and we no longer have a sense of value to what we are doing. It can be accumulated fatigue, no motivation and an overwhelming tiredness that no matter how much sleep you have, you're still tired when you awake in the morning. Productivity drops and there is a lag in your thoughts from your thoughts to your body. Feels like you're permanently wading through a fog. Spiritually, it can be bizarre territory. You often can't feel your faith. Feels like your prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling, just falling back down to you. Loss of any sense of hope for the future. And God feels so far away. Emotionally, you're numb. You no longer feel the highs and lows of life. Emotions become confused, can become cranky and flatlined, a sense that nothing is worthwhile. Your consistent mood is numbness. You can lose sight of the truth and doubt everything we once believed and what would normally keep us on track. Little things can bring on disproportionate emotion. If you're reacting to small disturbances in your world, like a volcano erupting, it needs to be investigated. Burnout attacks our core belief system, and we may even revert to what we learn as a child, the overriding sense of insignificance and not having any value in the world. Burnout can cause a deep misunderstanding of identity and a sense of self and all hope seems lost. Relationally, everyone drains you. You feel depleted in everybody else's company. Can feel like small slices being dissected from you. And to be with people is an absolute effort. You can become super cynical and cynicism never finds a home in a healthy heart. Thoughts can become deceiving. You can't think straight. It's hard to order your thoughts into making wise decisions or any decisions. Your heart messes with your head and you lose the ability to think clearly and make wise, clear decisions. Burnout messes with your mind and can cause a distorted sense of reality. Its arena is your thought, life, and burnout can be a merciless, savage beast. People often turn to self-medicating 
and it can be a strong indicator of burnout. Anything to numb the pain. Self-medicating can look like overeating, drinking too much, prescriptive drugs or illegal drugs, impulsive spending. Men can often try to cope by avoiding everything but work, so that becomes their escape. Self-medication becomes destructive when we should be putting our energy into our self-care. Another one is the inability to find joy in anything. We just lose the ability to laugh anymore. Nothing penetrates our fun emotions and you can even begin to resent others who laugh. I don't believe God intended us to be guided by the world's frenetic pace, juggling the pressures of life that we operate in today. Does he require us to live like maniacs, chasing false perceived success? I listened to a Craig Rochelle podcast a few weeks ago, and he talked about the pace that Jesus operated in when he walked the earth. Jesus was never in a hurry. He wasn't rushed. Can you find a passage in the Bible where it tells us that Jesus ran to his next gig. He walked everywhere with his mates, his disciples, those closest to him, except for when he rode a donkey. And even then, that's not a fast animal like a horse. Jesus was never in a rush. Jesus did not dance to the expectations of those around him. His influence over the three years of his ministry was uncomplicated. His focus was to influence and teach those closest to him, to display the power, love and grace of God, to be replicated by all. His whole mission was aimed at moving towards his end goal, to serve and save the lost by dying on the cross. Jesus focused on the important what he was passionate about over the urgent. He walked everywhere, strolling from town to town, delivering the most important life-giving news we could ever hear. Even when people placed demands upon him, he seemed to slow down even more. Having healthy people around you to lean upon in the season of burnout or on the precipice of burnout is like gold. It's so important to listen to those you trust, those who have your best interest at heart, not their own. A close friend who knows her Bible reminded me of the story of Moses trying to deal with all the issues of the people of Israel when they were wandering around in the desert. Jethro, his father-in-law, came to visit and saw Moses juggling, trying to solve all the problems of all the people all the time, all on his own, like many men do. Jethro said, you're nuts, and came up with a great solution to share the load with other wise men, which Moses implemented. It was a win-win chicken dinner. Oh, no, they didn't eat chicken. They ate manna. Sorry. You can read the story in Exodus 18, 13 to 24. The key here is Moses needed perspective from someone he valued and trusted. He was given good advice and he heeded it. Moses did not allow pride to run his life, but bent to the voice of God. Rick spoke about pride a couple of weeks ago and the power it can have over us, preventing us from walking to God's rhythm. It's worth a listen. 
There is not a one fix for everyone for burnout, but seeking professional support is important. A medical doctor will help with how serious your symptoms are and hopefully do tests to make sure there are no other major health issues. A good Christian counsellor or psychologist will help you identify the reasons or conditions that cause the burnout and help you work through those issues. I believe the very heart of burnout is spiritual. So if you leave Jesus out of the prognosis and cure, you leave out the key to your healing. We can rattle around in our own perspective and our own truth can become distorted. We need help to regain the truth that is based upon our identity in Christ, not work, society or the demands of others. Who does Jesus say you are? How does he want you to be? We run a great course called Alpha to help bring clarity and understanding to both those questions. Knowing you have issues is different from the gentle and deep work of healing those issues. Every story is different and the reasons for and the depths of your burnout may be different. Sometimes there can be underlying issues, blind spots that are glaring to others but unseen to yourself. Unresolved past has the ability to sink your future unless you deal with it and settle within your heart and mind. Ignoring it doesn't cause it to disappear. It settles deep within your heart and triggers out somehow when you least expect it. Helpful practices coming back from burnout. It's not all bad news. The first step would be tell someone. Confess both to God and to a significant other. Second would be to develop a circle around you of healthy, helpful people. Third would be keep leaning deeply into God. Fourth is so important, rest. Don't feel guilty for the need of sleep. Fifth would be find something that takes your attention away from the pain. Movies, reading, exercise, hiking. Exercise is so important. Distraction can be a powerful tool to stop negative thinking. Number six, do what you can. Keep moving where you can, even if it's to get dressed and interact with those closest to you. You've done well for the day. Number seven, avoid making any major decisions. If you do need to, Lean on trusted friends or family to help you. Number eight, grieve your losses. When we don't take time out to grieve or understand the impact of our losses, they can sabotage our attempts to move forward. Number nine, reopen your heart. Because you have experienced loss of passion, emotional numbness, cynicism and inner darkness, chances are you withdrew from those around you and closed your heart significantly. Important to learn to trust life and others again, as well as trusting yourself. Number 10, live today in a way that will help you thrive tomorrow. This will include making conscious, spiritual, emotional, relational, physical and financial decisions today 
that will enhance your tomorrow. Thriving beats surviving. We can't afford to cheat on maintaining health in all five major areas of life. God turns opposition into opportunity. When you face difficulties in life, opposition and attacks, there is nothing more comforting than the sense of the presence of God, knowing that he is with you, his face smiling upon you. Whatever difficulties you face in in your life, God can turn opposition into opportunity. Cry out to God using the prayer from this psalm. Restore me, O God. Make your face shine upon me that I may be saved. There are so many precious scriptures in God's word that we can hold on to and claim, praying them over ourselves. His promises bring comfort and restores our sanity. The importance of rhythm in our lives is a way of life that brings our legitimate needs, our deepest desires and our unique talents into harmony with not only each other, but with God. And it is different from routine, which is defined as strong, regular, repeated patterns by which people do live. God created rhythm in all of creation. Our lives are orchestrated or guided by the rising and the setting of the sun, the phases of the moon and the changes in temperature to day to night, and then season to season, the tidal ebb and flow, and by our own internal rhythm. All of these rhythms guide our daily activity, whether we're aware of it or not. They're a part of our very existence. Our breath and our heartbeat are constant reminders of life's pulsing rhythm that moves within and around us. Not only are these external rhythms and cycles, there are also rhythms and cycles in our own lives. Women more than men are affected by the daily and monthly cycles that guide our energy, moods and sleep. When our rhythms are in sync, life flows easily. We have more energy and tend to view things more positively and we are more socially connected and find life more satisfying. The body rhythms are called circadian rhythms. These signal and affect our aspect of our life. For example, they govern when to wake up, when to go to sleep, to be active, and they determine how much energy we have. They play a role in our socialising. They influence how we socialise and how we feel. These circadian rhythms are as predictable as clockwork, and that is why we are said to have a body clockwork. The slow movement is about being aware of and connecting to these rhythms and cycles and working with them instead of against them or ignoring them. Many people live their lives cut off from the natural rhythms and cycles of nature and of their own bodies. They no longer get up with the sun and they may stay up till the wee hours of the morning. Their pace of life is such that it is inconsequential whether it is night or day or winter or summer. The phases of the moon go unnoticed. Even the stages of their own life go unnoticed. This plays havoc with their body clocks. Their erratic, stressful lives 
are in a state of arrhythmia. Arrhythmia is a term used to refer to the disorders of the regular beating of our heart. For example, wild erratic beating or slow, uneven beating. For people with arrhythmia of their life, their bodies and lives are out of sync with God's natural order of the world and the natural rhythms that govern life. I remember a season in my life over 20 years ago before being employed here at Gateway. We were on the leadership team. We were running Alpha, running a life group, plus many other ministries like prayer. My daughter and I owned a small cafe in Mount Eliza, which was extremely work intensive. And we had some challenging family pressures. I was even studying at the time. I was exhausted. I felt strung out with not much to offer anyone. We ended up selling the business and we went away up along the far New South Wales coast for a break. I remember walking along the beach when I first arrived on my own, crying out to God, screaming into the wind with my pain and frustration, sobbing all the stress from my soul. As I felt the sand under my feet and heard the gentle wave lap the shore, I felt God release the heavy burden I had been carrying. It felt like a heavy cloak just fall away from my shoulders and back. It was so real. I actually looked back to see if it it was actually lying in the sand. As I continued to walk along that beach in God's presence, breathing in his beauty, I started to reset my arrhythmia. I felt recharged and refueled. I felt at peace and restored. God's grace met my need but I needed to be still and be with God. In life, being in the groove is feeling the unforced rhythms of grace. Or to give a fuller context from Jesus' offer in the book of Matthew, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Let's dance to God's rhythm rather than the world's erratic race.